1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.
2: After four rounds of group games, only two teams have qualified for the knockout stages of the Europa League, and with the round of 16 playoff round and conference league places up for grabs, the other 30 clubs. Still have plenty to play for as we head into Match Day 5. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Europa League edition. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, and returning RJ, Steve Wiss, and Will White. A lot to get through on this week's show. Nine plays, five leans, including a couple in the Conference League. This show is running at 12.04% return on investment. It is a moneymaker, unlike the Champions League. Who said that? Let's start off with Sparta (laughs) Prague against Real Betis. Thursday, 12.45 Eastern, early kickoff, the only early kickoff we're going to look at. RJ is tackling this one for us. Um, Sparta Prague plus 143, Real Betis plus 185 on the money line with the draw plus 250. Uh, Two prop bets for us, RJ. We are talking shots and corners
3: in this fixture. Tell us all. Yeah, first off, thanks, Dan. Good day, everyone. Good to be back with you all after international break. Yeah, targeting two plays in this match. I normally don't like to put all my eggs in one basket here, but I just decided to roll with what I think is some of the two best plays in this in this match day 5 here. Sparta Prague versus Real Betis. Shots on target over 9.5 at +115 and corners over 9.5 at -118. Sparta currently ranked 3rd in group C sitting with four points uh, Real Betis first first spot in group C with with nine points. So it's a big match for both sides. Uh you know Betis can can essentially just get away with a draw and advance uh but Sparta on the other hand at, at home uh, have been quite impressive uh when, when unbeaten over the last 12 home matches. You know it's it's uh could be significant. They are favorites as the odd makers have them as you stated Dan at plus 143. Betis on the other hand have also been a strong form with recent wins over Aris, Sol of Cyprus, Mallorca, Hernan Cortes which we talked about in the last show where they won, you know, 12-1 or they put up 13 goals something of that nature. And then uh, uh Asasuna. And then Betis have some injury concerns, uh some long-term injury concerns, but uh, I still think they're they're I still think they are the stronger side but because the home field advantage here for for Sparta, uh, we, we we looked at the prop market. So, shots on target, over 9.5 as stated. This was the one of the highest totals in Europa match day five. Looking at Sparta at home, they averaged 12.2 shots on target per match. Betis, on the other hand, on the road averaged 9.9. So, let's call it 10 shots on target per match. That that brings our average close to around 11. And at plus money, I thought this is certainly a match that I wanted to target for Shots looking over ahead at corners. Sparta at home averaged 10.2 corners per match. Betis on the road, 11.4, just under 11.5 corners. And this was also strong because each side here averaged over 64% of the time, see over 9.5 corners, and 72% of the time, see nine plus corners. So, very strong play from a statistics perspective. This match has merit, has meaning uh for both sides uh specific, particularly sparta, sparta i expect them to try to just you know because of the nature of this match attack pile on shots corners should attribute from that and uh two plays in this match over 9.5 shots over 9.5 corners sometimes will when you look at games
2: and you look at one market and it's related to another, you can find two bets in the same game. Do you find that at all? Or do you just think, I'm just going to have one bet on this match? Or if you see an overs, do you, do you look at both teams to score? Do you look at correct scores? Can it work out that way sometimes?
1: For me, because my favourite markets are Asian handicap and total goals, Asian total goals, they're kind of correlated anyway. So it's natural for me to like the underdog and unders goals or the favourite and overs goals. But that's not always the case, probably, Fifty to sixty percent of the time, that's the way I'll see it. Yeah, so there is there is correlation out there, but but I think RJ Styles slightly different. So um, yeah, he's probably the expert on on talking about correlations in those type of markets. Certainly, shots on target and
2: corners—you you tend to think they're in the same ballpark. Steve, any thoughts on when you're looking at markets and you're looking at games? And you, I mean, always overs is the one that springs to mind, isn't it? You think if I'm going to go two and a half, should I go over two point seven five on the Asian? Should I go over three and so on?
0: Yeah, layer layer betting—I think they call it in every in yeah. America. Um, yeah, look, this—the the, the temptation to actually put, as RJ said, your eggs into one basket is is mightily—you know. High sometimes you just see a match and you just you're so confident it's going to be goals or you're so confident in a certain team's going to win big then you start I've even occasionally done layered Asian handicap betting um, to like minus two minus mm. three when the line's like minus seventy five or something so yeah it's there um, and if it comes off for you you're laughing well this is it when it comes off you
2: can really strike it let's hope that that is the case for Sparta Prague against Real Betis uh, Rangers against Aris the next one we're going to take a look at three p.m. On uh, the Thursday, uh, Rangers uh, minus four hundred, very very short. Iris plus nine fifty. Can't remember the last time that the Rangers were this short in a in a group game uh, in European competition. Uh, a win will see Rangers qualify. Uh, Steve, whatever happens in the other game, and they're going to know uh, the result of the other fixture as well. That's that's going to be a plus for them. I, I would imagine. How are we tackling this one, Iris? are A big price uh, at nine fifty. What are you what do you think?
0: The bet I'm going to go with here is both teams to score, yes, at minus 112. And uh, I watched the previous game, Betis against Aris. I actually ended up having like a rage bet on this match because I think I had lost on the Aber- on the Aberdeen fixture. I just thought, sod it, I'm going to back Betis on a minus 1.75. Um, I know we had a bet on that game. We didn't expect many shots on target, especially from Aris, but it was... It was a big scare. They wouldn't four-one mm. Betis, but Aris proper had a good go. The, the amount of dangerous m- moments they had was was unbelievable. Fully deserved at least one goal. Probably should have had another. Um, I think they had two disallowed for tight offsides, and it kind of reminded me they went to Sparta Prague and scored a couple of goals. They've actually got a fifty percent shot on target ratio for accuracy in away games so far in this in this group. And um, I think they can get on the score sheet. I mean, we presume Rangers will score. They're expected to win this game. I think when they're expected to, to win as a favourite, they're probably going to open up a little bit more down. So uh, I did look at the goals overs in this fixture. But the line's 3.25. So, you know, ultimately, if that's going to go over 3.25, then probably Arisa are going to contribute, right? I mean, it could be 4-0. But I, I think, really, I need to... Show a few more balls here and actually back the the Cypriot side to get on the score sheet. Rangers probably win, but they can be prone to sloppy moments, can't they? You know, I, I've said before about their new manager, Philip Clement, does have a history of being involved in some shootouts. Uh, he's an interesting guy to follow, by the way, on Twitter. He always tweets after the games. Um, he tweeted that uh, he had a draw against Aberdeen at the weekend and said, We didn't get the three points we deserved, even though they got a very, very generous. VAR penalty in the last minute, mm. so give him a follow on Twitter.
2: I think when we were talking qualifiers with Rangers, we found out that they were susceptible to to conceding against lesser lights in Europe when they conceded against Servette. There were some interesting games, were not involving Rangers? Uh, that's Rangers. Aris, we like both teams to score. Yes, uh, at a shade worse than even money. Virial Panathinaikos is an interesting one, Will. Uh, this again, 3pm Eastern, all the games from here on in, 3pm Eastern. Real minus 109 here, Panathinaikos plus 275 in the draw, plus 280 on the money line here. A much-changed team defeated Maccabi Haifa in Cyprus. They were awful on the day, but just about got the job done when some more senior players were introduced. Now, we've talked um, about other Spanish sides this week in the Champions League about whether they would play Their first choice, La Liga 11. Tend to think, though, here, Will, with a new coach at Villarreal, he will be looking to keep his foot to the floor after a good win at the weekend. How do you see it?
1: I actually expect Villarreal to rotate in this game as well. I'm not sure how much. um, But I think whether they rotate heavily or not, if they do rotate and they have those weapons left on the bench, the likes of Gerard Moreno and... um, Alex Baena, Baena, on yeah. Yeah, I mean, those guys will be on bench if they don't start the game, and and you know, if, if Villarreal are kind of level or behind after sixty minutes, they'll they can quite easily come on and and change the game completely, as we saw against Maccabi. I know this is a group that's quite close to your heart, and we have had a success in this group previously. I'm going to be going back to the well. I like Villarreal here a lot. I just think they're a completely different team. Albeit owner, after only one match with Marcelino coming back in, the whole mood at the club seems to have completely lifted. Markets have been so down on them all season. There's been money pouring against Villarreal all season. Makes me believe that somebody perhaps knew something was going on in the dressing room and that the manager, the previous manager, didn't have the support of the players. You know, if you think about this game, you know what has previously traditionally been a top La Liga side here against Panathinaikos, obviously from the from the Greek league. We wouldn't be seeing a minus half line here. We'd be seeing a minus one, maybe even minus one point two five. I believe these two may have played in a previous season in the Europa League, or maybe it was another Greek team. But the line would have been around that, around the minus one point two five. Such such a big discount for the poor scene, uh, poor uh, the poor form that Villarreal have demonstrated so far this season. But I think there are. I think they're likely to be a completely different team moving forward. They've still got a lot of uh, a, a big weapons. And and so, you know, I can see a really big atmosphere at La Ceramica. And um, with the whole mood at the club lifted, for me, Villarreal should be much stronger favourites, even if they rotate like I expect them to. So Villarreal minus a half at uh, minus 103 is, I think, a fantastic bet.
2: Yeah, Stephen, and effectively the same play from uh, you here. This... This play from both. You've got Rory Barlow's fingerprints all over it, Steve.
0: Well, we talked a lot about Villarreal on the last European show and Rory Barlow was spot on. I said about getting ahead of the trend, start backing these teams before their form gets better. And this this just stood out like a sore thumb to me. I think it's the best bet of the round. Villarreal, at, uh, I think they have, they've come in now to minus 109. I probably I would imagine they would kick off shorter. Um I mean, I just think they're they're a far better side, really. Think about it. Spanish opposition um, for Panathinaikos, it's going to be a struggle to go there. They've lost twice against Rennes, and Rennes have not been in great form. Villarreal have had their issues this year, but the new manager change, I think, will definitely help them. Um, There's a quirk with the manager. He's already faced Panathinaikos this season for Marseille. He got knocked out by them. What what happened there? Yeah, well, (laughs) that was the referee. That was all on the referee. I, I mean, Marseille were ridiculously unlucky. Um, in the second leg. They battered them at home and they had a red card in the away game. So, But he, he's going to want some revenge on that, isn't he? But he's going to know all about them as well. Um, Villarreal actually playing next week uh, in the rescheduled game against Maccabi Haifa, I do believe. So they've got plenty of European action. It just, I, I just think they're a far superior league. Um, even if there's a rotation like Will said, they can bring players on. Uh, how good are Panathinaikos really? Yeah, they are top of the Greek league, but I'm not sure about that division right now. Uh, I'm really not, Dan. So uh, just a bit of a no-brainer for me, straight on the nose, on the money line um, for Villarreal. Marseille-Ajax
2: next. Marseille-159, Ajax plus 390. RJ only a win. We'll keep Ajax's hopes of making the top two alive. It's incredible the prices we're getting about Ajax at the moment, given the fact that they were Champions League semi-finalists not so long ago and Mm. runners-up in the Europa League. Within the last decade as well, but their stock has fallen. But once again, we go to the to the props for this one. Talk us through Marseille, ajax
3: Yeah, looking at over nine point five corners here, minus one oh nine. As you say, how the mighty have fallen. Marseille League Group B with eight points. Ajax at the bottom with two points. Marseille have been inconsistent in Ligue 1, uh, but they performed pretty well clearly in the uh, Europa Europa League. And Ajax are struggling uh, a bit domestically um however showed improvement over the uh over the weekend with a 5-0 win against Vatisi. Um Marseille has some uh some injury concerns um Mayang is is going to start I believe he's he, he he might be starting on the bench. Um Ismaily Sar could potentially be in the starting lineup here. They have defensive concerns. Uh, Marseille only kept 3 clean sheets in and and uh, three out of their last 11 matches and IX managed just two clean sheets and two out of their last 14. Uh, but sticking here to corners this is a, another prop play I had a hard time finding an edge otherwise to be to be transparent. So looked at corners. both sides average 11 corners around 11.04 corners to be exact in their respective home and away spots and sitting at over 9.5 at, at minus109 close to even money here I felt there was some some good opportunities. And the highest corner total that I saw from match day five. That can I, is,
0: can I just add something about Marseille? Go on,
3: um, yeah. Um, I
0: call me mad here, but I actually think Ajax might be a big price. Marseille I just they don't convince me at the moment at all. Um, Ajax have obviously changed their manager, they've got an interim manager, they've just beaten Vitesse 5 0. Maybe they've got a bit more confidence now and you know i don't think they're going to qualify from this group they could still get third place and enter the conference league and ajax wouldn't mind a run in that maybe win it um i i couldn't trust either side ultimately but it did look quite a big price at nearly plus 400 where's your marseille cushion incidentally Have you got one well Steve. the problem it's uh, the problem with the marseille the moment, i'm a bit restless when i've got that cushion underneath <laughs> me because you don't know which version of marseille are gonna show up. They're still in transition with the new with Genara so I don't think he's very happy with like a for I mean he's basically out of favor again, he's been dropped because of his attitude. So what mm. a surprise. Mm. Um uh Marseille Ajax, we like over nine and a half corners, and
2: Steve with a sort of half-lean maybe towards getting with Ajax somehow. Hacken Leverkusen uh next, um again, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Hacken plus six fifty Leverkusen minus two seventy eight. Um, they have qualified will for the knockout stages, but avoiding defeat will see them top Group H and qualified directly for the round of sixteen. So um, they will have one uh, less game in their schedule come the spring. Um, what will Javi Alonso do with his team? Is he going to rotate? Has he rotated in Europa League this season? I know you're very smug with your outright play here of Leverkusen and you're sticking with them here.
1: Yep. Group H, um, the four from four Leverkusen against the zero from four. Hacken a world of, uh, of a golfing class in this particular matchup. We've spoken about Leverkusen a lot on this show previously. To answer your question, I think Javi Alonso will will drastically heavily rotate here. They've got Dortmund coming up at the weekend, which is a far bigger game for them. But I think their squad is more than deep enough to to cope with that. They did uh, heavily rotate away to Mulder in, in match day three and one. And um, I'm sure Steve would agree that Mulder are the better team out of Mulder and Haken. So yeah, I really like Leverkusen here. I think the line reeks of a, of a, of a line that's been priced for a team that doesn't have anything to play for. And it's kind of... Um, forgotten that, that Haken don't really have much to play for either. Um, another factor here is it's essentially a semi-neutral venue. Steve's mentioned this before on this show. Haken are used to playing their home games on uh, artificial surface, and this will be played on a grass surface, which you could, a real turf, real grass surface, which you could argue actually suits Leverkusen more than it does Haken. So you've got to fact that in. You've got to re- you've got to reduce the uh the home advantage here. Um, there's there is still a very slim chance that Leverkusen don't top the, the group, I believe. So I think Xavi Alonso has to play some sort of some sort of decent eleven and and, and give the, the the fixture and the competition the respect it does deserves. And like I said before, that the bunch the bench is very deep. Those those players will be champing at the bit to 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 catch the attention of the manager with the, the Dortmund game upcoming this weekend so Leverkusen -1.25 -124 reverse fixture was 4-0 I can't I mean at the very least here Leverkusen should win by one goal and that would be a half state returned but I see it being a big victory
2: that is hacking uh, Leverkusen we're signing with the Bundesliga leaders uh, Mulder Karabag Karabakh uh, is very much in Steve's wheelhouse here uh, Mulder minus 115, Carabag plus 295. But um, Mulder and Carabag on the same points. Head-to-head could be crucial here, uh, Steve. Head-to-head ahead of goal difference, of course, for UEFA competitions and like, FIFA ones.
0: Uh, what are your thoughts? What's the play here? The play is Mulder on the money line. And uh, you can get, I think, minus 109 on uh, on Mulder to to prevail. You're right. This is, if they win this game by... A two-goal margin or more, they're in. They've qualified. Now, if it ends exactly one-nil, I think we're going to be looking at goal difference. If Mulder um, don't win to nil, I think according to your rafa rules, then Carabag would own the head-to-head because the previous meeting was uh, one-nil in Carabag's favour. But don't quote me on that one. But Mulder should have enough. I think they. Um, I think they're actually better than Carabag. Yeah, they lost the reverse fixture, but that's a. That's a tough place to go, isn't it? Let's be honest. It really is. Um, but I think on home sorts, on home turf, on artificial turf, by the way, and it's going to be really cold in Norway this week. Really cold. You're talking, you know, in, in Celsius minus four, minus five. There's an art to playing soccer on an artificial pitch at this, this sort of temperature. And Molden know all about it. Uh, they won their last two against Hecken. Uh, you'd imagine Carabao will win the last game against Hecken as well. So this is all on this, really. modern need to win. They, they can't expect to go to Leverkusen and get anything, even if they're facing a second string. And uh, I think they've picked the form a bit since uh, they had a losing run domestic late three or four in a row. Forget looking at the domestic table. They're only fifth. The elite Norwegian Elite Serien, I think, is quite strong at the moment. There's some good teams. Um, the likes of Bram Buda, Glimp, Tom Romsø as well. So I don't think uh, they've been that bad domestically. It's just a better standard. It's far better standard than Swedish football, for example. Um, and this is a, a must-win situation. I'm backing them. They look good at the weekend in a way match against Sampdoria. They've got players back fit and uh, close to even money. It's the home win for me. And, um, you know, it would be really interesting, wouldn't it, if if it was 1-0 exactly. And then we are looking at goal difference potentially down the line.
2: Uh, Will, similar thought here. Yeah. Um... Give us your thoughts on this game. I know you like Mulder effectively to win this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, all I've really got to add is is that my my model makes Mulder much stronger favourites. Uh, the line should be closer to minus one thirty five according according to that. So yeah, I Steve definitely laid the case out for Mulder, and uh, and I'd support that. So, the play Mulder to get the better of uh,
2: Carabag in that Thursday game at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, one final official pick before we get a, a whole host of liens that we will rattle through. The final selection comes from Will Toulouse against Union Saint Gil Oise. Uh, Toulouse plus 117, uh, uh, USG plus 210 here, the draw plus 270. Toulouse can qualify with a win at home. Um, ten goals in their last two Europa League games, uh, but will you're predicting a tighter affair this time around?
1: Uh, not really. I'm. 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 Oh, predict- you're going over, it. It over, over. Do you know it it what? It I've miss. I've,
2: I've. I've miss. I've misread my O's and my U's and my U's. <laughs> you're going over. Continue.
1: Yeah, we are. We're going over overstand over two point seven five line, as we did in match day one. Where uh, we were very unlucky to to lose our over two and a half bets in in the reverse fixture here, which finished one all. Um, Union. So these two teams just strike me as teams that I don't know if it's something about the the XG mate, um, metric. These two teams, I think. Their attacking intent and openness isn't really reflected in those underlying statistics. Particularly the xG statistic, as we know, only measures shots. Um, Union Saint gilois eleven from thirteen of their last, well, eleven of their last thirteen games have finished over two and a half. To lose four from six. I know that's cherry picking the stats a little bit, but it just feels like this this game is set up to be quite open, with both teams possessing plenty of attacking weapons. As you said, Toulouse's last two games have been very, very open, albeit both of them against Liverpool, with 30 and 29 shots respectively. Um, Union saint also played out two open games against Lask-Lintz, with over four and over three XG Generated respectively in each. It just feels like to me this group is kind of coming to the boil, and it's really starting to open up. Perhaps what we would have expected to see at the beginning when the when the group was originally announced. And given that um, Union Saint-Goncourt have to face Liverpool in their final game, they really need to push for the win here. So I think it all sets up for a, for a, for an overplay and over two point seven five minus one seventeen tickles my fancy.
2: Yeah, game state and uh, group state suggest that uh, this will go over, certainly the stats. I commentated on to lose at the weekend. Tisterlinger didn't play, he was suspended, but he will be able to play yeah. for this one. Their top goal yeah. scorer could be a bit of a factor as well, couldn't it? We have got Leans Galore for you. Uh, and obviously the boys pick out their best bets and, and their official picks. But we know that an awful lot who watch and listen uh, just like selections on as many games as these boys have got thoughts on so we have got a couple from uh, rj we've got one from steve we've got two uh from will um uh, rj let's get yours first of all once again we go props we've got sheriff slavia prague and sturm rakov Uh, give us your thoughts on uh, sheriff slavia prague first
3: yeah sheriff slavia prague under 9.5 corners at Minus 134 is a lean of mine. The average corners between both sides is around 8.4, 8.5 per match. Just around 39 to 40% of the time, these teams have seen over 9.5 corners in the last 25. I just uh, created this as as a lean because of the price. I felt like at minus 134, it was a little bit too too much of a reach. There's really not a lot of value here. and um, It's just a pretty good-looking play for all intents and purposes. Uh,
2: that is Group G, 3pm, 12.45, an earlier kickoff Eastern, sturm Rakov, And again, it's uh, the same line, but a different play.
3: Yeah, sturm, sturm Graz of Austria uh, versus Rakov of Poland, top division, over 9.5 corners at even money, plus 100. Uh, it's a good-looking play. I, I think 10.2, 10.3 is to be expected uh, from a corner's perspective. It's just this match-off is very little. Uh, for Rakov, they need to to win uh, to to even tie Sturm Graz, and then they'll need some goals in the process. And I don't see that happening, so I just thought this match is just not a throwaway match, but a match with very little meaning. And and even though the numbers align, I, I think this is just a probably a weaker lean than the Sheriff under nine
2: point five. Uh, we like overs, even money Sturm against Rakov over nine and a half corners uh, is the market. We're going to dip into the Conference League in Group D. Uh, for Steve's play here, you referenced Buda Glimt previously. They've been good to watch, I think, haven't they, in the uh, the Conference League this season? And indeed, Steve, in previous years when we've seen him in European play, they face Lugano here, and uh, you've gone for the hosts.
0: Yeah, I would say this is probably the most confident pick on the whole show, actually, in terms of outcome. It's not an official play because we're not logging our Conference League picks this season, but Burda Glimp minus 1.25 Asian handicap at minus 125 i mean i can tell you right now dan the the temperature in buddha inside the arctic circle here is uh after you apply the wind chill factor is minus 22 degrees celsius right now that is minus 7.6 fahrenheit it's now it's cold. not gonna be quite as cold not quite as cold on thursday but not far off this is a brutal location to go it's harder than a tough place to go like, like, see, I, mm. I just can't see how Lagana get close to them. They're not even in the top four in the Swiss League right now. Um, I'm just going to talk Golden Shoe briefly because right now, Buda Glimp have two players in the top 10 race for the European Golden Shoe. And a man in second place, Armel Pellegrino, is only just behind Harry Kane. Now, him and um, Farris Mumbania is also in the top 10. You could have a same game parlay of both of them to score here at plus 275. I think Blimp will put on a show. They're really strong at home. They're used to these conditions, and uh, this could be a blowout. And um, yeah, they're a good side to watch, like you say.
2: Has their domestic season finished, did? Yeah,
0: they're just, they are just—they are the champions. It's officially okay. in the bag. They yep. rested players at the weekend. Pellegrino, I must mention him. It's amazing he's never had a Norwegian cap. He's in his. He these looks the, really these, good, isn't he? He's a sort of so winger, good. isn't he? Yeah, he's he cuts good inside. He's really good. Yeah. I can't believe he's never had a Norwegian cap. It's probably why they've done so crap in recent years. Guys like him should be in there and uh, he's on the penalties as well. And uh, yeah, they just won the, the the championship and um you know three times in four years. You know, Norwegian football in the north is getting strong again. Troms are even further north the most normally professional soccer team in the, circle, team in the mm. world. Yeah. Both are inside the Arctic Circle and uh, I really feel for Lugano here. I just this is a horrendous trip for them.
2: Uh, Will, we have got a Conference League play and Europa League play. Let's get Europa League um, play lean first uh, of all. This is uh, Olympiakos uh, 1245, uh, Group A in Europa League. They take on uh, Freiburg here. Um, and it is the Greek side that you like against uh, the German team. It's an interesting play, this one. Uh, talk us through it.
1: Yeah, it just looks a little bit too big um, uh, to, 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 my, to the eye, basically. Um, Olympiakos, I feel like they're just being underrated slightly. Uh, given the fact they're facing a German team. Um and, and for them not to lose the game at plus money, plus one oh eight is 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 a little bit too big. I was impressed with them against West Ham in, in both legs. Um and, and ultimately I just don't see much difference um between the quality of these two teams. Um, my model agrees with me and thinks the line should be closer to to plus a quarter of a goal. So um so yeah I like Olympiakos to to avoid defeat at plus one oh eight. So that's plus um half a goal on the Asian line there.
2: I'm glad that your model agrees with you. What happens if the if your model doesn't agree with you? It's a bit
1: of a heart versus head. I make an
2: argument. You know, a little bit of a scrap, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a heart versus head situation, and normally I'll just uh, I'll normally avoid the game, I guess.
2: Um, and your conference play is uh, Klaxvik, um, against Slovan Bratislava. This is hot dog territory, we'll get Steve's thoughts on it as well. But you've, you've got a lean here,
1: yeah. So, Klaxvik, um, I couldn't resist again. We've we profited from them when they beat um, Olympia Ljubljana two match days ago, in, uh, in what I presume were fairly tough conditions. Back then, I didn't see the game, but they, they've they also previously drawn with Leal at home, who are the, the standout team in the group, really. Um, Klaxvik are a team from the Faroe Islands, um, and it's a tough place to go, right? Um, particularly this time of year. Can you imagine being a, being a, a player from that's not used to those conditions, travelling all the way to the Faroe Islands and, and, and taking on a local team that's really up for it, expecting to win the game and in a tiny little stadium? I think they're being underrated here. At the time when I when I produced this pick, only the money line was available on Bet Rivers, hence why it was in hot dog territory at plus two seventy-five for Klaxvik to win this game. Since they've added the Asian line at Bet Rivers, and so you can get them plus half a goal at minus one twenty if you want to be a bit more conservative. I think uh I think there's a high likelihood they at least avoid defeat here. So yeah, Klaxvik is my is my lean.
3: Gonna
2: say RJ Faroes Island sort of third division is in your wheelhouse, isn't it? Usually I know this is top flight. What do you know about is it koyoi? How do you pronounce it? Do we know, Steve? RJ.
0: Uh I just go k oh. i will makes a very good point. We were on about weather. You don't want to be going to these places. The Icelandic team as well, Bridebrick Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, the last Ghent I had a good pick against Bridebrick last time out, but Ghent didn't fancy it, and that was just a few weeks ago. So you know, I don't know much about Mugabe, Tel Aviv, but they might struggle there. I like the under-ear, by the way. Klaxvik will really fight hard. Um, mm. Nil-nil could be possible. I mean, I, you bet on this league more than me, though, RJ and the Pharaohs.
3: Yeah, I, uh, to be fair, this, this last season, I haven't. It's been a Klaxvik-dominated league, and, and aside too from that... Too mainstream for RJ. Too, it is. <laughs> it really is. And when I heard Olympia, Ljana, I believe of uh, Slovenia, it perked my, perked my interest. But... um yeah, me and steve talked about that briefly on the reaction show a couple weeks ago about weather i think you know dynamically human nature it does affect the body your ability to to move is fast when you're cooler, you have a slower reaction time typically i think anything below freezing though is 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 something to consider when you're making your wages because when it gets that cool um i think there is some more impact than even potentially wind to, to that extent i've, I've Can seen humans it.
0: get used to it rj if you're used to those climatic conditions day in day out are they more than likely to perform better because they're used to it
3: yeah i mean i i'm, I'm no uh biologist or uh uh i don't study science to an extent but i just know i grew i grew up in an area especially in the winter it's very cool and once you get days and weeks and months stretches of cold weather you just you get acclimated to it and you just adjust accordingly so i think that's a fair statement don't quote me though i don't want to the medic the medics in the in the comments to uh to, to crucify me.
2: I mean one thing we should point out is that, that classic, you know, they still got a chance of qualification, haven't they? If they win yeah. this, they draw mm-hmm. level on points with Slava and Bratislava. Right, best bets before we wrap it up. Um RJ, what's your best play? Europa League match day five.
3: Ooh, I am going to go Marseille versus Ajax over nine point five corners. I do really like both plays in the Sparta match but uh, I'd prefer to have the standalone match versus picking one out of the two in the, uh, in the joint joint match there. Okay. Steve. It's got to be the best value pick at Villarreal on the money line.
1: And Will. This is this is jinxing us, but it's got to be Villarreal. I mean, yeah, this I think would have been massified. minus one and a quarter. I mean, I, mean, do, do we,
2: I mean, you mentioned previously, boys, that it'd been backed. I mean, do we expect them come kick-off, Will, to be even shorter in the market?
1: I think it depends on team news. If if right. they play, if Gerard Marino starts, Danny Parejo starts, Alex Baena starts, then they'll be a lot shorter. But I would expect maybe only one of those three to start. So... Um, it's hard to say. It's hard to say how the market will see the team news. But um, but yeah, um, I think it's a great bet at the current price, given I all this things. I think it's a too. terrific
2: bet. Yeah, it mm. gets my nod, certainly. Uh, there you go. I've jinxed it all. properly jinxed uh, it now. Uh, clear, yeah. it?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that wraps up betting weekly extra time, Europa League edition. Many thanks to Steve, Will, and RJ. We are back for match day six of the Europa League mid December. Plenty more content from the Betting Weekly team on our YouTube channel. For now, though, it is goodbye.